Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Wine episode 573 with guest Portia de Rossi, making her Classic Love Wine debut on December 9th, 1997, a Tuesday night show. This is sourced from a Spinfly tape, Spinfly Jeff, the creator of LovelineTapes.com, and there's some Kevin tape patches woven in. There's a brand new Kevin tape unreleased to the public. It contained the missing four or five minutes of show. I was just going to post that episode, but the sound quality was so vastly superior on this Spinfly tape that it seems to be taped off the local K-Rock affiliate, but I had to use this one and patch in the other. So, last minute change up, a couple extra hours of work, but it's worth it. Portia, the second of three Scream 2 related bookings, uh, David Arquette, Portia de Rossi, and Elise Neal coming up, is promoting the film and sticks around for the first hour. Adam finally got his Wonder Mop, and the final call of the show is now complete, with the missing three minutes added back in. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997, some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And um, you know he is because his pager goes off eight seconds before the show begins. On Three a, out of five times. Yeah, I was going to say nightly, yeah. but I'm um, using a little hyperbole here for, oh, for the radio. Tonight our guest is Portia de Rossi, which um, sounds like a winning combination. To me it sounds like uh, drinking and driving. <laughs> Portia de Rossi. Like the name you'd give a guy who'd uh, had like five five oh twos or DIs. Hey, it's Portia de Rossi. Well, I, I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, lots of fun. It's I a very, for that. It's very it's a very international name, a very sexy name. And uh, Portia is here because uh, Portia is uh, also as David Arquette is, and we talked to him last night. She's in Scream Two. She was not in Scream One. No, I wasn't. Good. <laughs> Scared the hell out of me for a second. No. I, I saw Scream 1, and I didn't recognize ah, Portia. Okay. Uh, she is in Scream 2. You know her from Sirens, and she's got a whole bunch of other movies coming up. Um, I saw Sirens, and I'm just um, i was trying to figure out, were you naked in that? <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody was naked in that. The seat isn't even warm yet, and you're asking me that question. I'm sorry. Um, yes, I was naked in that movie. Yeah. Were you one of the Sirens? Yes, I was. Oh, so good. Now I have to revisit that. <laughs> You know, um, you know what was always weird about that movie? And it was a real good movie. You, you ever see Sirens? I'm just glad you didn't ask her that an hour into the show, because then you would have been talking about how you incorporated it into the rest of your evening. No, but now I will. Yeah. But thank you. Um, Sirens was at Hugh Grant, and uh, he was like a um, clergyman or something. Yeah, he was a, a minister. And he went to a town, and it was in Australia, right? Yes. That's your uh, your home, your home My country. Native, native land, country, yes. right. And uh, he went there, and all these good-looking women running around naked, and he didn't know what to do. It was, uh, it was a great concept for a film. But um, Elle McPherson, I heard, put on, like, 30 pounds to do this movie. 
or something like that. Yeah, she she did put on a lot of weight, and I didn't actually realize until after the movie had wrapped, and I saw her in London, and she was quite a good deal thinner. But she looks great at any weight. Uh, absolutely, because she's you know she's why eight never, feet tall why and can. Anyway? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was it's thinking different than why? No, but why does a woman who basically in the movie you play a really good-looking naked woman? Why is it that you have to put on weight for that role? It's not like you're playing some uh, ex-prize fighter or something right. like that. You're playing right. a really good-looking woman who bathes in a stream. Well, I mean, it, it was set in the 20s, and uh, and that's when that the, the fashion was. That's to a, little a bit good more point. You're right. Women were a little uh, a little more Rubenesque back then. Exactly. That was considered attractive. I see. Yeah, yeah, she can carry it, boy. She could carry like uh, three women on her. You never know <laughs> it. But uh, anyway, I'll. Uh, uh, anyway, Portia's uh, very attractive and very talented, and we're uh, we're glad to have her tonight. Uh, Jamie Kennedy was held up in, in uh, Baltimore or something like that. He will not be around until tomorrow, so they tell me, and I have no reason not to believe them. He's so basically, I don't think he's coming on tomorrow. He'll just be around tomorrow. He'll be in town tomorrow. Ah, yes, okay. I, did I, uh, I implied he was going to yeah. be on the show with that. No, he'll he'll be in L.A. He's probably in L.A. right now, but. Uh, <laughs> The point is, is we were going to have Jamie Kennedy from Scream, who was also in Scream 1, who right. we had on the TV show, right. as I recall. But he couldn't make it, so uh, we have Portia, which is uh, fine with me. So I'd rather talk to Portia anyway. All right, so we know about Sirens. We know about the Scream 2, which um, is coming out this Friday. It is. And uh, so they tell me. And um, there's other movies you have that you're working on, and I don't know if you want to talk about any of those. Or... Right. Lots lots of stuff in the pipeline. I, I actually have just finished my fifth movie since Sirens, so I've been pretty busy. Uh... And the story was, at least according to the bio, that she was uh, a law student. Were you were you planning on going to law school, or were you no, a law student? It says, it says actually, she was in law school. In the I, I was in law school. It's, a, it's an undergraduate degree in Australia. So I did a year of that before I... Uh, dropped out <laughs> I, I could see um you know australia being a penal colony and all uh oh being a God. lawyer would be some pretty pretty solid work over there i mean you're pretty much living <laughs> in a land just chock full of felons after an undergraduate degree in law then do you go practice law is yeah that that's, that's the idea yeah is is it because the secondary school education is is basically equivalent to our college education here? no it's it's just because the the undergraduate system incorporates like a postgraduate Prof degree so it's still like a seven-year degree hold on let me yell at drew for a second Drew, yeah. not every country in the world compares their education system to ours and then bases it based on what it no, is I'm, or but, isn't but compared I, I to our education system. I have to be sitting in the United system. States and trying to make a comparison to understand why I know, but they they're take not a 19-year-old and put him in law school. All right, but they're not saying because people no, I in know the United that. States are all idiots, that. we can skip them right, no, well, I, I think right my, ahead to law my, school. My sort of, uh, my, my sort of uh, subconscious agenda is, uh, or semi-conscious agenda, is that how pathetic we are here that... Yeah. Uh, they have accomplished by the age of eleven what it takes us to, to twenty one to do. Right, and that's and that's the British system, really, is it? That really that, that pertains there, right? Well, I actually think it's a good idea to do it as a, a postgraduate degree because to you study something out. like law at the age of seventeen or you eighteen, it uh, you haven't really formed your own ideas about society and and what you want to do with that degree, mm. and so I mean you kind of get thrown into it, and and after a while that's what you end up doing. As yeah. a profession, whether you're really passionate about it or not, mm. I was one of the lucky ones. I escaped. Well, she was, uh, according to the bio, was plucked out by one of the producers of Sirens. I like that word, plucked. That's yeah, a good word. See, really good-looking people don't make it fully through the educational system without being plucked out at some point or another. That's dreadful. <laughs> hmm. Wonder how Drew made it by. 
The point is, is we've had many a, a beautiful actress you, on this you, show you who's were... talked about going, wanting, you know, on their way to med school or, or to be an attorney or what have you, or veterinarian school, and then all of a sudden, pow, phenomenal. somebody plucked them up. And, and the ugly you, you plucked at age eight. It's phenomenal. You must have been quite right. a kid. On. Hey, Mike, shut your mic off. Thank you. Um, ugly women, there's not much plucking on. They just let them go right on by. Just uh, go get your master's, go get your doctorate, uh, start your own college. Just keep going, baby. But the good-looking ones, they pluck them out, and they put them in the movies. Eh, Mike's off, Drew, sorry. That's my point. Um, society is no different in Australia than it is here. That is my point. Thank you. Pretty good point, huh? That's a great point. All right, leave, leave Drew's mic off for just a second. Let's see the callers. Jason, you're 19. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, um, I had a couple of questions. I think they're probably for Dr. Drew, but uh, okay. the first one is on polyurethane condoms. Polyurethane condoms? Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Mike. Turn Drew's mic back on, please. Just on a temporary basis. We'll see how it works out. Yes. I'm here. Hello? Go okay. ahead. Um, basically, my girlfriend's allergic to latex, and uh, it hurts her really bad to have intercourse with uh, latex condoms. And she doesn't really like lambskin because she thinks it's gross to use. Uh, uh. So, um, polyurethane condoms, she, uh, she brought them up to me the other day. That's fine. And um, I was just wondering if you had any idea on the effectiveness. Because on the box, it tells you that tests are being done at this time. That's for the viral sexually transmitted diseases, as I understand. In terms of a contraception, it is as effective as latex. And okay. against the bacterial sexually transmitted diseases, it's effective as latex. Jason? Yes? Is your girlfriend vegan? No, she's not. Is she vegetarian? <laughs> um, she only doesn't eat meat because it actually irritates her stomach. Mm -hmm. this is, but she does every we could, we could bet on the girlfriend here already. But she eats meat once in a while. Yeah, she's yeah. got uh, leather pair of loafers. <laughs> leather pair of loafers, yes. Yeah. All right, well, tell her to relax with the animal skin then. I know I tried telling her, but uh, but she I don't know she just, she just doesn't want to do it. And your other question? The other question is um, when she was 15 years old, she had a case of chlamydia, mm -hmm. and um, I guess she didn't. See, we could bet on her right now. What really? Yeah. We could gamble on her. Yeah. yeah, but we can't gamble on people we can't talk to uh, first person. And so she had chlamydia. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess she, uh, she waited too long before she got it checked out or whatever, and then it turned into um, PID, public mm -hmm. inflammatory mm -hmm. disorder. Mm -hmm. um, the doctor told her after that that her uterus was scarred. And, mm, it's uh, not her uterus, it's her fallopian tubes. Fallopian tubes. Mm -hmm. See, Drew knows more about the woman's inner workings than women do. <laughs> Did you know that, Portia? I had Portia? no idea about all those things. Well, chlamydia is the leading cause of infertility in this country, and several hundred thousand cases every year. And the reason, the, the way by which it does that is by getting into the fallopian tubes and causes inflammation and infection there, which is what pelvic inflammatory disease is, basically. More often than not, however, it's a very low-grade infection, and women don't even know they have it. And so it causes scarring and destruction without the women even knowing that they have chlamydia. Mm -hmm. So when the doctor said that the that there was a chance she couldn't have kids, the, the chance is pretty strong. It's not that she couldn't have kids; that her fallopian tubes won't work right, so she'll have an increased risk of ectopic pregnancy. And if uh, she, do, you know what that is? No, a, I a, don't. a tubal pregnancy, a pregnancy when the when the egg gets fertilized, it gets stuck in the tube and oh, grows right. there and explodes the tube. The women can die from that. It's a pretty serious condition if it develops. But if somebody is prone to that, they can avoid that by having a fertility treatment. I mean, my triplets are the product of in vitro fertilization, which is what you would get if you had dysfunctional fallopian tubes. Is that in vitro? Does that mean that the uh, doctor has sex with your wife? In vitro means in a dish. In a dish? In a bowl. In, a in vitro means a bowl? So in a, in I a would test tube. Uh, eat cereal out of a uh, in vitro? In vitro. In vitro is a test tube. Quite a so yeah. how does that in, work? In so glass. They in take, vitro means in glass. They harvest an egg. 
It, no, it's Latin. Excuse me. They it's harvest Italian. an egg. Uh-oh. Drew has someone who's <laughs> with, a, with an IQ in the studio. Now he's, he's on the ropes. He can say just about anything to me. Uh, the world's Just so. about. <laughs> I just go along with anything. I can say the world is flat and you go along with that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, they harvest the egg. Yeah. They, uh, Usually several eggs. Several eggs. They mix it in with the sperm yeah. in a Petri dish. Yeah. And then they put it uh, back up into the woman. Correct. And uh, that way, it bypasses the whole the um, tubes, the whole tube thing. Right. Okay. Got it. I got it. That sounds great. All right. All right, Jason. Thanks a lot. No yeah. kids for five years. <laughs> yeah, I'm only nineteen. Okay. Yeah, okay. At least. Thank Bye. you. All right. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, PID is what we're looking for. Maybe the country ought to have that, and then only the people that develop sufficient resources to be able to overcome it can then have kids. That's good. You mean. I mean, everyone is rendered sterile, and the only way you can have kids is to go through these, uh, you know, horrendously expensive, horrendously time-consuming procedures. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. And then I would be the leader of the new colony. Mike? What do you call it? I would call it uh, uh, Porscheville, and I would take you as my bride. You're you're laughing now, but you'd be glad to have me in a a couple of years when I was the leader of the colony. (laughs) Yeah, but we could uh, repopulate via the old conventional method. We wouldn't get in any of that uh, in vitro Uh-oh. business. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Mike, yeah. you're 23. What's going on? Not much. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that um, I listen to you all show all the time. Uh, I think it's a great show. Thanks. And, um, I, have, uh, I have sort of two questions, but I'll tell you like a little story so you can understand them both. Um, I was going out with this girl, and I just broke up with her maybe about a month or two months ago. And uh, we went out for four years. And um, we were very serious, and um, we were like talking about getting married and and the whole the whole thing. How old was she? Excuse me. How old was she? She was uh, 23. Okay. And um, we broke up, and before I started going out with her, maybe like two months before, I had like a three-year relationship with another girl, and I was pretty serious with her. And um, I'm 23 years old now, and um, the 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 two questions I have is, is first of all, like, what would be like, um, I don't know, like a thing maybe to like get over. Because um, I, I think about it, like, all the time. And I think about, like... How'd you like, get over the first one? Well, um, I got right into the well, second one. I got into another one. That's and right. So it was sort of like... Oh, Drew knows. Really, the past, like, seven years, I really haven't been used to being alone. And right. And it's sort of, like, scary a little bit. That's right. And um, I try... I, I mean, I still have a life. I mean, I still go out and I, I hang out with my friends and stuff, but it's just... It's constant. You haven't been alone since you were 16. Excuse me? You haven't been alone since you were 16. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't figure out. Yeah, it's probably about 15, 16. All right. So it's time to be alone. Now, listen, here's what you're saying, Mike, but uh, Portia, you, you jump in. Give us yeah, the... Yeah, uh, I'd like to hear her comments, too. Give us the... Like, mm-hmm. yeah. to well, I think it's... Uh, you're a very unique 23-year-old. Uh, you sound like uh, somebody who's very interested in having and committing to a really good relationship, and um, I'm sorry that it didn't work out, but I'm sure there's another girl out there who'd be... But just... now, now, give a different perspective, though. Now, think about it as a woman who's... Uh, looking at a guy who not just commits to but clings to relationships yeah, are you likely to want to get in a relationship not with necessarily because he's so into you but because he's so not into being alone right you see and Ooh. Then, well, well see that's another thing too like over the past i mean the, the other question i had was is that i'm like it's not like not being i mean being with somebody since i was 16 i sort of like haven't gone through the dating stages mm. now that i'm 23 it's sort of hard to like i, I think i'm sort of attractive but i mean I, I it like, is not hard to begin dating 
Yeah, twenty three. And let me tell you, there's there's really it's not like uh, snowboarding or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like or, or golf where if you've done it for years, of course you have an advantage over. You go out, you get drunk, you talk to someone, they kick you in the nuts, and you go off to somebody else. It, it, believe me, that's the way it works. We're really not that scary, I swear. But think about uh, mm -hmm. women. But women. Well, her hands a little frightening, but um, she's spoken for us. So you know. But women do yeah, tend to. Well, but women are going to kind of. You're going to get frustrated because uh, this kind of clinging quality you have, women are going to sense that immediately. <laughs> really, uh, and most of them are not going to want to be uh, clung to. They're, they're going to want somebody who has something separate to offer them. Yeah. Not somebody who's going to uh, be a, a you know, suitcase that they get to carry around. I think what Drew's saying is it's time for Mike to start dating Mike. No. Like no, Adam no, dates Adam. Time for Mike. Yes. Yeah, Adam dates Adam, uh, Adam twice dates a day, Adam. I guess. Mm, oh, yeah, that's true. As a matter of right. fact, uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, once and a half. Mike? A half? Well, it is it evens out over the week, you that's know what I'm saying? I, oh, I see. <laughs> okay, that's the Vic. Okay, hey, Mike? Yeah. All right, you've been with someone straight through since 15. Take Time a few months long. off. Yeah. Don't be no, frightened of it. Many yes, months. take six months off. You know, get a little better at whatever it is you're doing now. Make a little more money. Get a little more educated. Yeah. Be a little better. Relax. And then let it sort of happen organically, not out of necessity. Let go of the notion that you have to be in a relationship or that you're incomplete or alone. Or you, you've got plenty of other things to develop and offer in the world and uh, focus mm. on those things. Mm, theoretically, right? Right? yeah, no? right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Being in a relationship is really good, but it's also good to get out and date and you know, learn new things and explore. I think yeah. it's good just to be alone sometimes. Yeah, it too. is. It's Especially a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, Carrie. Hi. Hey, you're um, nineteen. Now. I have a hello, everybody. <laughs> I have hello. a question for you guys. All right. Um. I got a Depo-Provera um, around July because of my because of my uh, menstrual cramps were really really bad, hmm. and I wanted to get rid of them. And this is how I heard that it works. So I went there, got it, and they told wait, me. Wait, 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 wait! You went in and said, "Please give me the shot." Well, I heard that it takes away your cramps, and mine are like really bad. That um, they told sure. me that. That's not exactly where I'd start with that. In fact, it can make them worse sometimes. It, well, it made my cramps go away, though. Okay. Right. So She's probably got a shot of sugar water. No, no, anyway. I, can, I can do it. But I, it's a risky move to make, I would think. Go yeah. ahead. Well, anyways, they told me that the side effects were that I would have spotting for up to three to nine months. Right. And I was, you know, expecting that. And it did happen after I got on got on it for, like, after the couple weeks after it. Well, anyways, it went on for about a couple months. And I was supposed to go back and get my shot. Well, because of the spotting, I didn't want to... Um, deal with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Kind of got sick of it, so I didn't want to go back into the clinic and get the shot again. Right. Well, um, a couple weeks after I was supposed to get my shot, my period completely stopped, and okay. I haven't had it since. And that's I'm sure they told you that it's common, also. No, um, not that I remember. They didn't no, it's tell very me common, anything. Very common for many months after the pill, after the shot. Sometimes is it is the shot the same as the pill? I mean, in terms of no, uh, how I, your body reacts. You know. Uh, Marcia, you know anything about this? I do, actually. Um, I've had a lot of friends that have, have had the shot and have completely lost their period for Many up to a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd imagine that would be... My, well, this is a wonder drug, this Depo-Provera. Well, my, ex my experience with the pill has been the vast majority of women are cycling normally within six months, and it seems to be a little longer with the shot. Mm -hmm. Remember last night we had even a caller last night, and I was saying, why don't you get... No, that was... Mm. No, she was pregnant. That was the other thing. So I shouldn't be worried about anything? Uh, 
if it goes more than three months, I would definitely get looked into just to see if there's anything. That, a, to make sure this isn't somehow bringing out some other underlying endocrine disturbance, and B, to see if this cycling can be reestablished easily. Okay? okay. All right. All right. You, you have a boyfriend? Um, I had one at the time when I had my shot. Mm. And I was kind of wondering if it was because I was pregnant, but I don't think it was because of that because I well, haven't had any side effects of that. Well, but you get a home pregnancy. I mean, the leading cause of losing one's period of um, amenorrhea is pregnancy. So always rule that up first. Mm-hmm. Followed, um, I think, uh, menopause and death are close second. <laughs> Is that how it goes? I like to look that <laughs> I don't up. think so. Well, there's got to be a second and a third. Indeed, there must. I really wouldn't worry, though. I think it'll come you back would. It'll come back soon. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it takes this, a little while to get out of your system. Is this yeah. something that's pretty popular in Australia? Uh, I, I wouldn't know about Australia, but it is popular with women now. I mean, it's so much easier than taking a pill every day. I mean, there's nothing. Although every single person I've ever given that shot to is uh, complains like hell about the spotting. I mean, yeah. it, no matter how much you warn them, somehow that is just and, and it and people actually panic about it. Say, oh my, I mean, oh my god, I'm mean, yeah, every day. Yeah. It's spotting like um, it's throughout like, the the season. More the, often what do you, than what not, do you have between experience, m- menstrual periods, uh, is there a season? The month, the the cycle, More the gamut. Often, <laughs> what do you run? Does the vagina run the gamut, Drew? The gamete. The gamete. Uh, uh, more often than not, it's not just spotting, but like a period, like a light period the whole time. No, oh. oh, that's yeah. hell. That's got to be hell. <laughs> that rules that out. Yeah, you imagine uh, at the beach and uh, all that stuff. No, that's you not right. Uh, you, uh, what? I, I'm just. Um, uh, <laughs> I'd be the world's worst woman. Yeah, I'm seeing how you relate to that. Oh, it's like, it's like be, some I'd kind be, of cartoon to you. Like, yeah, right. Like, I'd be. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? I, and you know me, it's like uh, I run out of toilet paper. I go for something out of the hamper. So for, uh, forget about it. <laughs> I mean, if I <laughs> on my period, forget it. Where's the dog? Uh, oh boy. I mean, no way. I'd be the world's worst woman. I would. I would have a big hairy lip. I would smell funny. Uh, I'd be horrible. I can't do anything involved with maintenance. I, I can only, I shower twice a week. I wear the same clothes every day. I sleep in the sun. You know, I'm so lazy. You, you know, Drew, why is it that I wear these shoes every single time you see me? Please explain. Because they slip on. R- okay. I can't even tie shoes. <laughs> I sleep, you know, where these socks, I wore these socks last night. I slept in them. And when the weather gets you cold, wear a hat forget about 100% of the time. You can't, I wear a hat 100% of the time because I can't uh, screw around with my hair. That'd be I a horrible woman. Maybe you should do a show on hygiene just for... Just for air. <laughs> I think more than a show. <laughs> we it's dedicate kind of a month to it. Yeah, it'd be a camp or something I'd take them to. <laughs> camp hygiene with your counselor, Adam. Today's topic, kids, is feminine spray and deodorant spray. All right. Right, Portia De Rossi is here uh, tonight. She is from Scream 2. What? What are you pointing at? Coming up next. We're going to break. 11-year-old yeah. Blake. Should he ask out his pal's ex-girlfriend? Oh, these are so cute. Doesn't want to go for pal's leftovers. So uh, says Blake. I smell some role-playing on Loveline. <laughs> oh. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. I think everyone knows it is Cyber Monday upon us, and our friends over at Tommy John have a special deal. Tommy John, of course, the groundbreaking men's underwear brand. They're wiping male discomfort off the map. 21st century fit, fabric, and design make the most unbelievably comfortable men's undergarment. That's right. They have undershirts. They have underpants. And they're like a second skin, and they never come untucked, those shirts. Innovation never takes a day off at Tommy John, and their game-changing product line is constantly evolving 
to better suit us men. Perhaps you're on the fence wondering if this stuff is really worth it. Well, it is. And today and only today, every customer that orders will get a free pair of performance dress socks with stay-up technology. They really are designing what works for men. $16 value, free. Tommy John. So hurry to TommyJohn.com now and use promo code ADAM to save 20% on non-discounted items in your first order. That is code ADAM for 20% off at TommyJohn.com. TommyJohn.com. She is here. Portia, remember from uh, Sirens, she's in uh, Scream 2, and uh, got a bunch of other stuff coming out, too. Um, young, attractive, and um, on the way up. And Drew is on the way out because he got himself another page, and... Um, he just picks up and leaves. Uh, did you witness that? I, I think it's a doctor thing. I think it is, too. Yeah. It must be. Well, it's a double-edged sword, that uh, doctoral thing. It, it's nice having a real doctor on the show. Most shows, uh, most media doctors are sort of... Um, entertainers. Entertainers. With some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like people that sort of knew something once, but uh, you get the feeling they're... Um, they 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 botch a pretty simple operation if they had to do it these days. And the women are all the same. A lot of lot of long nails and face peels. The guys uh, have bad rugs, but not Drew. He's just like a doctor. He seems like a pretty regular doctor to me. I'd go see Drew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll bet you would. <laughs> uh, I I tried to go see him once for a little problem I was having, but he uh, tossed me out of the office. It, That's um, probably a good thing. Had to do with the nether uh, region, and uh, he refused to see me. <laughs> well, you <laughs> like, guys work too close together. Yeah, he was talking about like a professional line that you cross, and I thought it was would be like a bonding experience for him to <laughs> really, you know, see me, um, see he, all he aspects declined. of it immediately. Mm. He immediately gave me the name of uh, some other guy. Maybe it's because you wear your socks two days in a row. Mm, yeah, yeah. Man, it was really the underwear. I think he was yeah, worried about. Yeah, <laughs> it really didn't have anything to do with the sock region, but. Uh, all right, so uh, Scream 2 out Friday. On Friday. And I'm sure it's going to be a huge hit. And let me just talk about this for a second. I, I've said this many times. If I were making a movie, I would make a horror movie just like this. I'd put a bunch of good-looking people in it. I'd have some guy. I mean, you, you know what they spent on this guy's, you know, like the villain's costume? It's a black sheet and a, <laughs> and a mask that you get at, at the five and dime. I mean, they got like a, a buck fifty into the guy's costume. And in all these other movies... Whether you're talking about, uh, you know, the Titanic mm -hmm. or you're talking about uh, Alien Resurrection or something. I mean, there are 100, 200 million or 75 million or whatever it is into it, you know, before the thing opens. It's true. But I have to say the actor that, that plays the voice of the killer has an incredibly scary voice. Yeah, he does. But they probably didn't have to, They probably paid him scale. <laughs> well, at least they did the first time around. I bet he's. Uh, yeah. I bet he's looking for something now. Is he an actor who, oh, yeah. who works around and um, doing other things other than scary voices? I yeah, I would guess so. He I, doesn't do that Garfield, does he? <laughs> no. He had, he came to set to to read for the telephone off screen. Oh really? Lines and he really does have a, a very scary voice. And would it be now? Do they? They probably don't let him out. Like, I mean, they don't let him do the circuit and everything, right? Oh, Would that, no. like, ruin it for oh, people? Oh, of course it would. You, you couldn't do that. So, like, you wouldn't see him on... Um, Letterman or something? Kathy no. Lee and, no. and um, Geraldo or something like that because it would just destroy it. Because he's really, well, like, a spindly little guy who parts his hair to the side. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, the voice isn't really, you know... The voice is supposed to be the voice of, of the killers. Right. But um, synthesized or something. I wonder if the guy's ever going to work again. 
Well, they'll be. Are they doing Scream Three already? You know what? I think they are. I wow. just I just heard that uh, it's in the it's in the pipeline. Right, and um, the uh, storyline for Scream Three is all the uh, teenage actor, the male actors from uh, Scream One. Their uh, prostate gets inflamed, and they have to stay in. Huh. Okay. See what I have to work. Do you see what my audience is? <laughs> Do you see what I have to work with each night? It'd be like uh, Johnny Carson stepping out on stage every night to just uh, crickets and some guys sweeping up in the back. All right, uh, Blake. Hello. You're eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, first off, I want to say Porsche. I can't wait to see you on Friday. Oh, thank you very much. And um, I got a question. You probably can't say it, but, like, I'm just going to say who I think the killer is. Okay. Is it Cotton Weary? Oh. I think he's pissed at Sydney because she put him away. Well, I, I think he, he probably would be pretty angry, but uh, you'll have to wait to see. Okay. And um, my question is that um, my best friend just went out with this girl, and um, I really want to go out with her, but I don't want him to think, like, I'm, like, um taking his leftovers or something, like, you know, because he's really popular and... hmm He's the most popular kid in the fourth grade? Sixth. Fifth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth? Sixth? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Light year between five and six. Oh, there is? I mean, fifth and six? Yeah. Oh, there is? Yeah, I guess so. All right, so you're, you're all in the sixth grade now? Yeah. And uh, he's real popular. Yeah. And he's going out with this one girl. And are they done going out? Oh, yeah. They have they um, broke up in the fifth grade. You know what's funny? Uh, I don't know what brings you together when you're in the sixth grade, but I, I I can't figure out a good reason for breaking up. Everyone you know goes out for like three weeks and then we, they break up all the time. But really, you're in the sixth grade. I you know I mean now you break up because this person was you know banging your best friend or because uh, the guy just couldn't put the booze down or he had a right. serious meth problem or he's no count he can't hold a job. What do you do at six? What do you do in sixth grade that gets you into the doghouse? He was like, he was Bogart in the utility ball when we were playing Socko. Well, what is that? Though? I was asking my daughter this yeah, tonight. Why, why is so and so your friend? Just like I don't know. We just, we just don't get along anymore. Yeah, I had a girlfriend in the seventh grade. We just broke up because it was just like, yeah, yeah. We kissed once with our tongues. That was enough, and uh, we moved on. Well, you grow apart, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he outgrew her. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're going different directions. Well, yeah. She's going to seventh grade, and uh, well, he's going to seventh grade too. But the Blake, how can we help you? I'm not quite clear what you want. From I want to know why your friend and her broke up. Um, well, I think that he just wasn't spending enough time with her, and she kind of dumped him. There you go. For that. Okay. Yeah, see. All right. Starts early. Reason. Yes. Yeah. Universal reason. <laughs> and I want to know if you guys think I should ask her out or. Sure. Okay. Thanks. But you might want to check it out with your friend first. Yeah. Right? See if he's cool with it. If he's not, uh, the friendship probably is more important to you than. Uh, yeah. Potential. Well, she dumped him. Is he upset about that? No. Yeah. See, you know what? When you're in the sixth grade, you don't really like women that much. You just you're sort of torn. It's like, well, I'd I'd like to go out with them, but I don't really like them that much. It's sort of like eating something that's good for you. But if someone doesn't give you a second helping, it's all right. And later on, you know, it becomes an addiction. <laughs> then then it's trouble. And then later on, you don't like them so much anymore, and then it becomes easy again. I'm I'm getting into that stage now. I'm in my early 30s now. I'm starting to, I'm weaning myself off of women. There's that point, mm, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, all the way through like mm, 23, 24, 25, when it uh, really starts getting strong toward the end. And then, then you lose your will to live? Yeah, you lose your will to live. That's it. And then it's like, oh, boy. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. I think if you polled most guys who were in a mm, five to ten year relationship and asked them, 
What would you rather lose, your wife or all TV privileges? <laughs> and I'm not talking about for this month. I'm talking about for a year. Uh, there'd be a lot of thinking. There'd, there'd be a lot of soul searching going on. And there'd be a lot of, uh, here's what the no, answer would be. You need to hold back, back when he you. says stuff like this. Go ahead and speak your mind. Don't I, you think? I can't wait to, to get to, to 30. Just oh, to yeah. experience that. Yeah. Women don't experience that. No, they don't. And they're not aware that men are going through that either, are they? No, they're, they're uh, not. I'm, uh, Drew, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe all men don't, don't go through that. Yeah, but you've gone through it, haven't you? Yeah, that sort of you lose your will to live. Yeah, that happens. You just you, <laughs> that, know, that you, definitely happens. you don't feel like cheating. You don't feel like uh, uh, that whole, like, um, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to screw around with one of her friends. I'm going to get in a fight with one of my male buddies over her. Uh, that energy that you have that... Uh, to do it on a weeknight. That thing where you... Yeah. To feel that way on a weeknight. Yeah, where you, you have sex on a weeknight. Or, or that, that sex at, like, you know, four in the morning because you, you woke up in the middle of the night and mm, all out the window. Just uh, give me the remote and wait to die. Do you uh, have a girlfriend? Yeah. You do? Yeah. How, how many years have you been going out with her? It's been uh, almost two years now. And you feel the same way about her? I, I love her as much as I could love a woman. But uh, I, she knows I'm in the wait to die <laughs> phase. And uh, believe me, she's thankful. It, it keeps, she can't wait till you die. It's like a dog. Like, you know, you got a dog. Uh, you got, I'm like an old dog. I just want to curl up by the fire. I don't want to jump the fence and go out and hump the neighbor's dog. I don't want to bark at the mailman. I don't want to chase cars down the street. Well, I, I just I, want to curl uh, up by the fire. I think you've had a stroke. <laughs> I really have I had a stroke? I'm just hearing your history here, just uh, abstracting a little bit. Yeah, not much yeah. of a reach for that. No, that's what it is. Yeah. Although, um, yeah. I, I think it'd be more attractive if you wanted to curl up by the, the fire. By the fire rather than jumping the fence. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, she can curl up by the fire, too. Exactly. That's yeah, a nice that's fine. thing. Yeah. How old is that kid? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Boy, they they're getting to sound old these days, aren't they? Well, yeah, but you know, people have girl. I mean, people have girlfriends and boyfriends in in the sixth grade. It's true. I, I did. didn't. You did? Oh, of course. Yeah. See, let me tell you about um, Portia. There's that sort of grow into your looks, good looking, and then there were uh, good looking. You know, from the time the the doctor slapped them, good looking. <laughs> Portia's got that kind of good looking. She's just good looking, and always was. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you, you're tall, you're blonde, you, you're beautiful, uh, high cheekbones and everything. She's just good looking straight through. Whereas there's, uh, yeah, trying to think of the good looking. There's there's examples of actresses who sort of mm, awkward, what have you, got there's into lots their, of that, grew I mean, into their when, looks. Whenever you look at the yearbook pictures that uh, right. shock people. Right, no, not Portia. And then but, there's plastic surgery. Uh, <laughs> always good looking, yeah. And um, have many, many, many years of good looking left in you, too. You're not a bad guy. You really aren't. Oh, I know how to put out a compliment. Even if those uh, folks don't compliment me, I can still compliment someone else. Would you like to say anything? No. 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 Melissa? <laughs> Melissa? Huh? Oh, she, uh, oh, oh, she yeah, woke sorry. up there. <laughs> You're 16. Oh. What's going on there? Hi. Um. Yeah. Um, my friend, she, like, um, stuffs her bra, and she's being a really big hypocrite about it, and all our friends are just sort of, like, wondering what to do, like, confront her, or... She's being a hypocrite about it because she has some sort of, um, she's leading some sort of campaign against those who stuff bras, or she's just lying? Um, well, like, she goes, yeah, you should be proud of your body, and, like, like, um... What's she stuffing her bra with? Um, I think they're, like, these, like... Nylon pads or something. I don't know. Yeah, they got those now. Do you see those on the? I think I'm going to buy some of those so I can hang them by the fire. 
I'm gonna need something to like chew on, like there's a the chew plastic, toy. The mold, the yeah, there's like there's like inserts. Like silicon. Yeah, they need one that makes that little <laughs> sound when you bite into it. Though. <laughs> I could I could lie by the fire and chew on my you know simulated uh, bra. Oh. Hey, my wonder mop came in the mail today. By the way, what is that? What is a wonder mop? One of uh, one of the other signs that I'm I'm waiting to die. I'm starting. I'm ordering <laughs> not only stuff mail order late night, but uh, cleaning products. <laughs> I ordered a wonder mop. Sixty five f and bucks. This mop cost me. Came in the mail today. I couldn't have been more excited. The mop's here! I yelled as I did a victory lap around the house. All right, so Melissa. Um, we got to go to break. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, want to wrap look, it up? We're going to talk to everyone when we come back. No, let's wrap it up. Okay. It's understandable that you would be annoyed when somebody is uh, espousing one position and so clearly not living up to that. Uh, why don't you, if it is indeed your friend, why don't you explore with her how it is she actually feels about herself and why she needs to talk that way. And don't, don't be so mm. confrontative and don't put so much of yourself into this. I mean, this poor young lady is uncomfortable, and this is how she expresses that discomfort. Both by by hiding who she is and then uh, taking this position that is sort of defensive and uh, okay. is not her real honest feelings. It's like and sort of weird because every time we think about her, we think about you know she's like having her. She's well, how do you how do you know this for sure? By the way, because um, she was uh, like in the bathroom and she was changing her shirt mm-hmm. and he like walked in and um, mm-hmm. her pants sort of almost fell out. Uh, well, look, how are you doing in the bra department, and, Melissa? Uh, Hmm? We're going to be getting at the real problem here. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, me? Yeah. yeah fine. You, you um, fill out a bra okay on your own? Um, yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes when people have problems with other people and doing stuff, it means uh, no. they see it in themselves a little bit. No, you're fine? Well, just you know, okay. share with her how uncomfortable these things oh, are. Oh, please. Who cares? I'll leave her alone. Well, leave, well, yeah, leave let her stuff her bra. She, she, you know, you're probably cuter than she is, right, Melissa? Um, sure. Yeah, a little bit. And, you know, she wants to meet guys. There's a lot of pressure on women. Maybe she's doing what she can. Okay. Don't make fun of her. Okay. She's doing it because she's a little insecure and it's a tough time. Okay? Don't make... Okay. make well, what if you confronted her and she killed herself? Tell her to buy a padded bra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or the Wonder Bra. Yeah, get a Wonder Bra. All right. You got one of those Wonder Bras, Portia? Oh, I, I have the, all those things. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. They work, huh? Oh, they're great. Yeah. They're fabulous. Tell her to get one of those. She'll be happy. Huh, aren't those things expensive, though? Expensive? Yeah. Well, Wonder Bra. Well, I mean, they're a necessity, really, aren't they? Are they? Well, bras are. Yeah. Whether they're wonderful or not. Does your wife have a Wonder Bra, Drew? I don't know. What are they? Drew doesn't know anything. Drew, you know, because the Wonder Bra was invented, uh, it was just like six years old or something, so uh, that would be about, um, give it another ten years, and Drew... I'll know about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Drew, the man has uh, never seen The Shining, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, we're going to come back with Porsche. We'll talk uh, more about Scream 2 and uh, me and you and Drew after this. All right, everybody. True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend... Uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. You pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app It's special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car that's hassle-free, it's easy, 
It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car Certified Dealer Network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. Portia de Rossi is here. She, uh, you remember her from Sirens, and uh, you'll see her in Scream 2, and she's got a bunch of other movies coming out too she's from australia she now makes her home in la and um 23 yeah all right so you got a big career ahead of you, you uh, i'd like to do you do modeling i used to model when i was young but i, I didn't really like modeling too yeah, much i got out of it too <laughs> hey come on i could do that maybe <coughs> oh please come on no, okay. I think there's a requirement of a will to live. Oh yeah, yeah. they can take pictures of me um, um, gnawing on my, um, my uh, <laughs> prosthetic breast uh, curled up by the fire. My squeegee breast. <laughs> my squeegee, my squeak breast uh, by the fire, waiting to die. On one of those, um, you know, yarn carpets, those yarn yes. uh, circular coiled, coiled uh, yeah. carpets. Yeah, I could see it now. All right, Scream Two out uh, Friday. Uh, don't miss it. I'm sure. Yeah. So what? You, what was the budget on this? I think it was around uh, twenty million. Twenty million, yeah. And they're going to make that the first week. I'm sure. So they it'll will. be the number one movie. See, this is genius, mm-hmm. and this is probably mm, five, seven million more than the first Scream because they're having to pay everybody up, everybody up yeah. to uh, come back. I was working with David, except for Portia. Yeah, I did. He's he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's so much fun, David. He's insane, though, right? Oh, he's nuts. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's he's lovable crazy. He's lovable. He can play pool. I like that in a man. Oh, boy. You We're like him, We're trying to figure huh? out how he goes from nut to Barney Five, how he does that. Yeah, how he can act. He seems too nuts to be able to act. He seems not too nuts to drive. Well, <laughs> really, actually, forget about acting. One day he just decided to put some women's makeup on and, and get into one of Nev's dresses and... And show up to the set, and of course he had to go back into makeup and get it all taken he off. Fit in one of Nev Campbell's dresses. He tried. <laughs> that seems to me uh, to be a. Um, I don't think Nev would like David much. I'm guessing that was the dynamic uh, on the set. Nev Nev is, seems like a bit of a tight ass to me. Oh, I mean, you, no, not at she's all. She's not. No, no, she's really cool. She's a really cool girl. Mm, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's a lot of fun and fun. Yeah. Boy. In fact, her and David get along really well. Really? Yeah. It's just you. She doesn't like Adam. Oh, is that it? <laughs> well, anyone doesn't like me, I am. Uh, not me. It's you. Sign. No, I, I don't think she doesn't uh, not like me. I don't, I don't think she likes the show much. I think Ann asked her to come back on. She didn't want to come back on, and blah blah blah. So I just labeled her a tight ass. But uh, she just gives that appearance off to me. I guess it's like uh, too many years in the uh, spotlight or something like that. It seems a little standoffish or something. Well, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I'm, I, you don't I, get that? Well, you're like a fellow um, good-looking thespian. You know? Yeah, but, you know, just because she's a little serious in, in her early 20s and good-looking doesn't mean she's a tight ass. Mm, um, you know. Yeah. All right. She doesn't have to be fun-loving and, you know, No, crazy. I mean, she doesn't have to run around and hug everybody. Right. She just seems kind of standoffish. And I just thought that uh, 
her personality and uh, David's personality would be like a bit of a clash. That's all. Because he's like kind of, you know, he's like a uh, chihuahua that's yeah. uh, hopped up on meth. And uh, she's more laid back. And I thought uh, a guy like him would drive a guy like her, a girl like her nuts. No, but, she, uh, she takes everything in a stride. Oh, okay. We all get along. All right. There's got to be one troublemaker there. Courtney Cox? No. Big pain in the ass? Not a troublemaker. Prima Donna? No, not at all. No, she was great. The guy who does that scary voice? Well, you know, troublemaker, yeah, that's, that's a diva yeah. right there, yeah. Jeanette? Yes? You're 23? Yeah, I'm thinking about having a hysterectomy. Why? Well, I, I have endometriosis, and I've gone through a couple surgeries and a couple different treatments, and I'm getting tired of it. You're 23? Yeah. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the inconvenience. I'm tired of missing work every month. How I've already had, like I said, a couple of surgeries. So. Well, you had a couple of laparoscopies, presumably. I had a laparoscopy and I had a laparotomy as well. Now, what did they do when they were in there? They um, tried to get out all the endometriosis that they could. Mm-hmm. And what did they find? They found a lot, mm-hmm. and they weren't sure that they got it all. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, always tends to come back. How about in terms of hormonal therapy? Uh, I had some shots in my stomach mm-hmm. for a couple months that mm-hmm. stopped me cold. I basically went through menopause, mm-hmm. and that didn't work either. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Do you have any kids? No. But I'd like to someday. I mean, mm-hmm. I figure I can adopt if it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what about that, like, um, host mom thing? Yeah, can I mean, you do you that? Could retain your ovaries, I suppose, and, and uh, or else freeze some eggs. Could uh, I keep my ovaries? You can, yeah. I mean, they can do that, but uh, I, I again, I always worry about that. I, I mean, I don't want to alarm anybody, but I'm, I'm convinced that that slightly increases the risk of ovarian cancer. Myself, and I may, I may not be the majority in that opinion. And harvesting the eggs, I'm, I'm sure, sure a lot of our stone listeners from Orange County uh, beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't know how the harvest procedure is changed by a lack of a uterus, or whether it is. Because normally, when they harvest the eggs, they actually take a long needle and poke it through the wall of the vagina and just poke it right into the, the follicle and suck the egg out huh. That's after, the, after hyper-stimulating the ovaries. Um, boy, you know, Jeanette, hey, why don't you hang in there for a little while and have some kids and then have the hysterectomy? I mean, yeah, well, I've been going through it for about 10 years now. I understand you've had it for a long time and it really well, sounds like... Well, maybe she like doesn't want kids. Well, no, she I said do. she does. Well, all right. I mean, should, I, should I maybe try one of the other treatments again? I mean, Yeah, I mean, I, I really... I, I would think that... Someone who wants to have children, who relinquishes that potential, it certainly makes it a lot more co- complicated and risky. My last of, doctor told me the next step was a hysterectomy. Well, that's fine, and uh, that may be the next step, but I think that was more of a threat than a, than a statement of plan. And uh, and indeed, if you want to get pregnant, it, it is important that you get pregnant soon because as you, with endometriosis, uh, over time, your risk of infertility goes up. All right. Chances are you will be infertile by the time you're 30 or so. So it really is something that, yeah, unfortunately, you may need to kind of yeah, push a little uh, bit. Turn into a gynecological clinic tonight. Uh, 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 uh. No, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying I've had a lot of these calls. What other show would tackle these tough issues? I ask you, Portia. None that, that I would visit. I, <laughs> I, I, do, I feel like I'm at my gynecologist right now. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like being a um, gynecologist sidekick. You know, like a, like a, you know, like the boy wonder. Uh, not really Batman. Drew's Batman. But I'm sort yeah. of uh, the guy who hangs out and cleans up. <laughs> All right, Drew, we're not taking uh, Amy 
Okay. Because, uh... What do you want? Well, we... Um, want this one? The, it's, uh, the show's... It's, it's turning know, such a I downer. Just, I'm just... Whoops. Well, you want to give me the... Psh. Look at the rest of them. How to end emotionally abusive relationship. Come on. We just got off a, a, a very difficult call. What about this one? Well, what time is it? All right, let's see. Let's talk to uh, Patrick. Oh, hi. You're 15. Yeah. All right, my question was about um, my ex-girlfriend. Her friend, I mean, my friend actually met her online. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, uh, I guess they like started to hit it off and everything. And they started going out. And this guy used to be my friend, and I thought he was my friend and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, getting ready to ask her out and, like, telling some of my friends about it. And it came around to me. And I was like, you know, I didn't think it was true. But and then um, I talked to my ex-girlfriend, and she said it was true. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, she thinks that he likes her. And, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I I still kind of care about her and everything. And I was wondering what I should do. Yeah. You're right. This, this call is tragic. <laughs> true in its own boring way. Patrick. Yeah? Uh, you like girls, right? Yeah. Mm, this is your ex-girlfriend? Yeah. And he's going to do what he wants to do, unfortunately. How ex is she? How long? It's been about two or three weeks. Oh. Yeah, but they only went out for three days. Oh, is that right? No. I was just kidding, Drew. Hey, yeah. that's comedy. Oh, boy. You see what I have to deal with <laughs> each, each night? The one time I, he does actually hear something I says, he takes it seriously. All right. How do we tackle this in about 30 seconds? Uh, let it let it be known that it upsets him, and it's a little it's a little bit of a betrayal mm-hmm. that the friend would do this. How about a plea to the girl? I mean, what no, if I what no. if we were going out and we broke up, Portia? Not, not that we'd ever, uh, you know, break up. Go out, we start oh, going yeah. out. And not that you could ever uh, muster the strength to do it. But let's just say we did. And I called you, and I said, uh, "Listen, you know, I'm still thinking about you. It's only been a couple of weeks. You think you'd give it a few more weeks before you start dating one of my uh, good buddies?" Well, I think that would depend on the reason why. She broke up with you. Right. Um, There's some malice there. Well, I mean, I I don't know if, if she'd necessarily be on your side or her own. If she wants to go out with, with him, she should be free to do whatever right. she wants. Well, this is what happens when you're 15. Right. And it's all just sort of um, grist for the adult male. Hey, that sounded all right. All right, Portia de Rossi, uh, we hear you have to leave. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm sure. you got to, uh, what do you got to do? Well, I, uh, right. I have a premiere tomorrow. I have to go look beautiful or do a face mask or something. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, Porsche's got to go put um, cucumbers on her eyelids. Uh, yes. But Drew and I will be here. And uh, go see Scream 2. I'm Matt Rather from the Overthinking It podcast, now at podcastone.com. On Overthinking It, your smart, funny friends from the Internet talk about, well, does it really make economic sense for the Death Star to blow up Alderaan? As Grand Moff Tarkin, you got to ask yourself, is it a debtor planet or is it a creditor planet? And the problem with blackmail is, like, you really need to come in and talk to, to Bell Organa and say, like, you know, this is a nice planet you've got here. It'd be a shame if someone were to shoot a giant laser into the core and explode it. Overthinking it. Download it now at podcastone.com. Leaky Pie. Dr. Drew, Adam Carolla. Uh, Portia has left the building, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Cleveland on Radio Station. KROQFM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world famous K-Rock. It is Loveline. I'm Adam Crow. It's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Um, 
John Hyatt will be in here on Thursday. For those of you who don't know who John Hyatt is, I will I will inform you on Thursday. He's a, an idol of mine and a, a man I've been wanting to meet for about uh, 15 years. Hmm. So, jeez, uh, maybe more than 15 years. Wow. Holy Christ, I'm old. Huh. Anyway, been oh, uh, great singer, great songwriter. Uh, I think one of the best ever. And uh, I'll be uh, real glad to meet him come Thursday. Now, today, Drew, and uh, my mind is really is really going. Why? Because you know how I have this difficulty uh, remembering names and, and faces and that right. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Unless it's like old playmates. Right. It's really selective, my mind. Uh, I was at a restaurant today meeting a guy to do an interview. Ran into uh, Amanda DeCadney. DeCadney? She's uh, like Decadney. She's this model who um, was John, oh boy, John Taylor's uh, from Duran Duran's uh, ex-wife. They have a kid. She was on the show. Right. Um, come walking out of the bathroom. She's sitting with her folks, and uh, she stops me. Hey, Adam. Hey. Uh-oh. Now, you see, not only do I not know people's names, but I don't even know uh, what con- you know what context you know do them? I know them. Yeah. I don't know why right. I know them. Right. I don't know if um, I had sex with them, perhaps. Although that's uh, that's slim. Yeah. Although that has I happened uh, once before. Well, one time, this is one of the greatest stories of my life. Um, I was at a, a restaurant speaking to uh, a very uh, fine-looking uh, receptionist, or, or um, what do they call them, at a restaurant, hostess at a restaurant. And uh, I was saying to my buddies after she seated us, hey, I don't know if you guys got a good look at her, but uh, she was pretty sporty. And one of my friends piped up and said, uh, yeah, you had sex with her. Oh. I said, oh, my God, this is great. And they, I didn't believe them. And it, it turned out to be some girl uh, that had sex with like five years earlier who'd given herself a makeover. And uh, I had no idea that uh, we, uh, we went out like three times or something. Thank you, Engineer Mike, for pulling up Patty Fernelli. Now, see if you can find a better picture. Did you do that? Thank you. Anyway, um, so there I am uh, with Amanda, and I can't think of her name for the life of me. And then here comes a guy from the TV show. Uh-oh. Uh, Gareth. Gareth Proven. Oh, yeah, Gareth. Who doesn't work with us anymore, though. No. Hey, this guy was uh, had an important job over on the TV show. Yes, you'd see him all day, every day. All day, every day. And here's the beauty of and me. He got, he's the only guy with an accent. Yeah, he's from Eng- uh, England. Uh, the beauty of me is I work on a TV show. I have no idea who does what job. I know my I do my thing. Drew does his thing. And I know uh, the David and uh, Scott, the producers. And other than that, I don't know who the hell anybody is. You know Courtney. Yeah, Courtney does, uh, she does the cue cards. Right, so you can actually talk. Yeah, I talk to her. And uh, Scott. And does a set and like brings the sodas. You don't have to go through the hole. And um, hold on, I'm not done now. Uh, anyway, this guy I've never seen. I, I've seen the guy a million times, could not remember his name. So now I'm standing uh, between a guy whose name I should definitely know because I've been working with him for the last year, and uh, a girl who was a guest on the show uh, a few months back, uh, trying to introduce them uh, to each other, oh. uh, not knowing uh, any of them. And then she said she, they were talking to her about trying out to be the girl in the audience. And uh, I'm thinking, uh, boy, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm boy. Just, oh, boy. 
A complete mess. And then Ann uh, at the uh, K-Rock's Almost Acoustic Christmas on Friday, uh, Terry Nunn from Berlin was uh, doing an interview with some Internet guy, something. Did you see those guys set up? And they had me lined up to do an interview next. And she kind of spotted me, and she said, oh, hey, it's Adam. Come sit down. And I said, no, no, just, you know, finish, finish your interview. I had no idea who she was. Sit down. I thought, no, no. I said, no, just go ahead. You go ahead and finish your interview. And, I, and then when she stood up, she said, hey, Adam, how you doing? And I said, hey. And she, she said, uh, and we started talking for a minute. And then she just stopped right in the middle. She goes, you don't know who I am, do you? Oh. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah. It's always digging, getting myself in deeper. But that is so that is so aggressive for somebody to say that to you. I know. It really is because I, I never do that. I always no, say I, my name I to people. Feel, right. I would feel bad if somebody didn't remember who I was, and I wouldn't blame them for forgetting. You know what I mean? I mean, No, but this this girl, it, it's so bizarre that uh, Terry Nunn was somebody who was in a group that I used to listen to, you know, all, uh, you know in high school or, or growing up, and, and she was like a real sex symbol and everything. And I was just standing there going, I have no... And we had her on the show, and I had a great time with her. Yep. As I uh, as I recall, had no idea. So I don't know what the hell's wrong with my mind. Uh, I can remember car parts and uh, playmates. That's my from thing throughout history. Throughout history, yeah, yeah. Not uh, just no, this like year. Okay, um, slave cylinder mm-hmm. and uh, Patty Farinelli, oh. uh, December eighty one. All right, where were we? Amy. Yeah. You're eighteen. Yes, I am. Um. I'm calling because my boyfriend is kind of, I don't know, he says really mean things to me. And I know it's not right, but I still want to be with him. But then there's times when I don't. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to, like, stay out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. What's he say to you? Um, He calls me a bitch a lot, like, if I make him mad. Mm -hmm. What kind of things make him mad? Hmm? What kind of things make him mad? Um, just anything Mm -hmm. that's good how old is he he's 17 oh that's nice 17 year old guy hey bitch yeah you're 18 right yeah hey no one should be able to call you anything that's younger than you are that's a that's that's my first rule especially a 17 year old dating a 17 year old dating an 18 year old girl should just be uh, an homage yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. every day you should you you should be bowing at your altar you obviously don't know me what's the matter you, um, you're, what's the matter with you? Um, I don't know. You don't feel good about yourself? Yeah. What happened? Why? Your parents well, yeah. not good to you? Not really. What yeah. happened? Um, well, they tried, but my dad is really, he's like my boyfriend is. Oh, well, hold he's on abusive. a second. Well, not he depressed. also hit me. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I was, on the way in here, I was thinking to myself, you know, we've spent an awful lot of time pointing this pattern out. But mm-hmm. it's so hard to get people to sort of detach from this pattern. I mean, what can we do to, to solve this problem? Is there anything we can offer, any advice we can give these people other than, uh, can you see the relationship? Stop doing that. You know? Well, I What's they know? I mean, you see the relationship between the way dad treated you and the way boyfriend is now treating you. Right. And it's like, it, it, it's become axiomatic now in this show. It's become a matter of fact. Right. That anybody who listens with any, any degree of regularity will hear us and understand that connection. Mm-hmm. Now, it's our job to figure out some solutions. Right. Yeah. What can we do to get uh, other say, knock it off? <laughs> That's why I'm calling you. Yeah. I'm stuck on the solution part. Well, um, maybe some of it has to do with trying to repair uh, something with the yes, person of that course. caused I mean, it initially. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, six years of therapy will help tremendously. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about possibly repairing a relationship with Dad, if that's possible, which is sort of 
part of the reason why you're all the reason why you're going this direction in the first place. Well, listen, I'm looking for answers, you yeah. jackhole. Well, a lot of it, I'm sure, is sort of she's sort of stuck. I'm listen to that 12 year old voice and stuff. Too. Oh, boy. Hey, Amy, hmm. do you have any kind of relationship with your dad? Yeah. Oh, you do. Uh huh. What if you said to your dad, "Hey, dad, um, you did some stuff to me when I was growing up that I thought was real unfair." Yeah. And uh, I know you're my dad, and I love you, and we're blood, and I'd like to have a good relationship with you. But I really have some, I'm really upset about some of the stuff that went on. Do you, do you think there's a way? I already did that. We could work on this. You did? Yeah. And what happened? He hit her. No. No. No, no. Everything's okay with my family right now. I see. Now. There's a big difference between. There's a high stress level, but I mean, he hasn't done that in, I don't know, a couple of but years. But in the meantime, her sort of emotional development arrested back with mm. the, how he treated her back when right. she had a different set of needs. Well, I don't think there's um, any magic bill for this stuff. I mean, I, I went through a lot of this stuff growing up, whether it be in relationships or, you know, for me, it was just all professionally. I mean, I wanted to be a comedian since I was, you know, 18, but I, I couldn't get out of the shadows of um, my sort of low self-esteem and being told I was stupid and, and failing in school and having, you know, family that didn't wasn't really interested yeah. in any of my endeavors. How, and it took just many, you, many years just to, just to push through it. And, how did you get it, though? I mean, you once, this, we were talking, you and I, and you distilled it down to the, the, the notion of turning from looking outside of yourself as the cause of your problems to looking inside of yourself and begin solving problems. Mm -hmm. Taking responsibility for everything that happens to you. Right. How do you get somebody to get that? Uh, to, to say, you know, I, oh, well, I understand here, that it's these okay. abusive boyfriends I choose. It's not the abusive boyfriend that's the problem. It's that I choose it, I accept that responsibility, I'm going to change that. I'm well, here's the problem, as I see it. We're living in a society that is all about immediate gratification. Right. We're, we now have uh, cameras where you, you take the picture, you see the picture. Yeah. Uh, back in my day, it was like, you know, you're developing film that you took on vacation in 1967. You sent away for two weeks, got it back on slides. Yeah, slide maybe. Maybe. Hell, stuff wasn't even open on Sundays. Right. I right. remember, I could remember getting like some money, like I always got money for uh, Christmas, for instance. That was the way my family was. I just tell them, listen, you got 30 bucks. I'm not going to let you go out and squander It's only 30 bucks I'm going to see all year. Don't go squander it on something. Just give it to me, and I'll right. go buy a bike part. Right. I would go out. You know, Christmas would Phil, be Phil, on Phil, a, out. a piece of a bike that you were building piece by piece over many years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the point is, is uh, I had two choices in my family. They would they would said, look, we got, you know, 50 bucks to spend on you. Now, we can go out and buy you a Huffy, which is a piece of crap. At least it was back then. And you're not going to want to be seen on it. Or we can give you the 50 bucks and you can buy a rim, a pair of forks, and a pair of handlebars. And then when your birthday comes around, you could buy a frame, a chain, and a back tire. And it sort of went that way. But you could have a better bike when it was all said and done. Uh, I decided to go the long route and get the uh, better bike. But the point is, is I would, I would get the money on Christmas, you know, Friday, Saturday. And uh, nothing open Sunday. I mean, no way. I could remember having to wait the weekend till Monday to go out and... Sometimes things were open on Saturday. Deal with stuff. Right. Yeah. That was the juice. But the point is, is, it's now about immediate gratification. And people need answers now. And they need they need fixes now. And it's your world, according to Reebok. And why should you spend years of, uh, you know, in therapy and, and get involved with self-introspection and all that kind of stuff and analysis? You need something now. And, and, and there's no... 
There is no shortcut for this. Her dad did damage to her well, but that's going to take years I to reverse. You're probably right, but it's, we're, we're really talking about the behavior changing. And are there ways to change the behavior in the short term that might help her in better relationship settings heal some of these things? That uh... Uh, it, You can take a real practical approach to things, which is like, like here's what I do. Uh, I'm the world's laziest guy. I have horrible habits, and if I go on autopilot... Uh, my car will look like I live in it right. in a matter of seconds. Yeah. So what I do is every night I come home at uh, 1230, I get out of the car, and I look down at this uh, coffee mug I've been drinking out of that's been rolling around my passenger seat. And I say, pick it up and bring it upstairs and put it in the sink. And then I go, nah, don't bother. And then I go, no, do it. And then I say, listen, grab the effing mug and bring it upstairs. And I just grab it and bring it upstairs. Now, how, how I shouldn't. This is about 15 to 20 oh, minutes. Yeah. Um I was gang raped by the car uh, the other night. Uh, but the point is, is I do it because I realize that this is a part of me that if if if, if I go unchecked, uh, for me, this is like uh, someone being um, uh, having diabetes and not taking their insulin. Right. You know, I have to do it or the car is going to look like a, a band of gypsies lived in it in about a week. And I just grab the mug and I do it. It goes against everything I've ever learned. But ultimately, the mug gets put in the sink and I feel better. There's a certain pragmatic um, sort of um, action that you need to take, which is just start doing it. Yeah. You know your dad beat you. You know your boyfriend's abusive. Now do it. We don't have time for therapy. You may get a black eye between now and the next trip to the therapist's office. By the way, got home at uh, 4 o'clock last night because I did this signing thing. Um, one of my buddies was heading down my stairs at uh, 4 in the morning as I uh, parked on my dark street. Got out of my car, turned around my garage, and saw this uh, six-foot-one, uh, 200-pound oh. shadowy figure oh heading down the stairs at me. And it was right in my face as oh. I turned the corner. Oh, look, I messed in my pants. <laughs> and he was very casual. Hey, did you see my car? Uh, no. <laughs> it's uh, four in the morning. You know what he was doing? No. Dropping off tools. Oh. I lent him tools. I lent the guy tools a week yeah, but earlier. He got there at 11 o'clock and just started sifting through your porn. <laughs> no, right. no, he never went in the house. I started chastising him on the phone a week ago. Hey, where's my effing Sawzall? So he came by four in the morning, drop it up. Those are my friends. Ar Ariel. Hello? Ariel. 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 Yeah, you're 16. What's happening? Yeah, um, I'm here, and um, okay. I'm here with my friend Jan and mm -hmm. my boyfriend Eric, and we're laying in the same bed, and we had some dye, some like regular hair dye for your hair, and we were going to dye each other's pubes tonight, and we were wondering if there's anything like health problems or something that could come up, you know, with that. Mm, your dad could walk in and kill uh, Jan and Eric? No, no. No? I'm at Jan's house. Oh, you're Jan's house. Uh, Jan's dad could... Uh, wait a minute. Jan is uh, a girl? Yeah. And uh, April... Uh, sorry, Ariel. Ariel. Ariel? Ariel's a girl. Uh -huh. And then you got your boyfriend. Uh-huh. Your boyfriend. My boyfriend. Now, you don't mind your boyfriend looking at Jan's pubic region? No. Oh, you don't? It's all cool. It's all cool. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all really good friends and stuff. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean, really good friends? I'm pretty tight, but the guy was walking down the stairs uh, last night. Doesn't mean I dyed his pubes out in the street. No, well, we just want to dye our pubes. No, stay with us on this. Wait a minute. What? what do you mean? What does that mean, we're all just good friends? We thought it'd be cool with that. No, 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 stay with me. You, your boyfriend, somebody you were in a monogamous relationship with, right? Uh, explain monogamous. Is you're just you and he are exclusive? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, there's another woman there, right? Yeah. 
Another girl. Yes, it's, it's yeah. Well, what if they should start messing around? How would that make you feel? They're not going to. They're my friends. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let me let me put it this way. And uh, God knows, uh, from listening to Love Line, no friend has ever made a sexual advance on another friend's uh, boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend. Oh. God forbid. Ariel. What? Do you think it would be okay with him if uh, you helped dye one of his buddies uh, from the... Uh, Football team. On the football team's pubic hair. And you're all just lying around there together? Probably not. Mm, yeah, hey, I wonder why that... Well, 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 why? No, well, wait a minute. Just a good friend. Just a good friend. Okay, maybe maybe he'd be okay. Would you... I don't know. Let me put him, put him on. Okay. All right. Hello? Hey, Eric. Hi. Jesus Christ, I'm going to kill this guy. It's the no. life of Riley. He's lying around uh, like uh, Warren Beatty from uh, Shampoo. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. 17. 17. And uh, how old is Jan? 16. Is she good looking? She's all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's can't it? say it's a girlfriend. Right. Like how's Ariel looking? She's real good looking. Uh-huh. And you guys all want to go for a pube dying party? Yeah. And is there something that's kind of exciting about seeing um, uh, other people's pubes? Sure. Yeah. And and Ariel doesn't really seem to mind that you look at her, her, her friend's pubes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long have you been going out with Ariel? Uh, about three months, I guess. Uh-huh. And um, have you never went out with Jan, huh? No. No. No No hanky-panky with Jan? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And uh, is everything uh, going all right with you and Ariel? Yeah. You ever talk about having a threesome? No. No? Uh-uh. Mm. This is a... This is not quite a threesome. It's like a two and a quarter-some or something. Uh, anytime you're introducing someone else's pubic region uh, in into you and your uh, girlfriend's, uh, <laughs> it's a pubesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so obviously you're all for it. Put Ariel back on the phone. All right. No, you're quite articulate. Yes. Hello. All right. So um, Ariel, oh, we, we, Jan um, is, is into Eric. By the way, we gotta, we gotta just check yeah, I'm out. thinking uh, Jan. By the way, is into your boyfriend. Jan no. doesn't. Jan doesn't. I here. Let me let me guarantee you something. Jan does not have a boyfriend. No. No, she doesn't. Magic. What a surprise. What a surprise. And uh, she um, she kind of likes Eric a little bit. No. Yeah. No, she just ha- got, like, was in this relationship, and no, it's not mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, where's, uh, how are you doing? You doing all right in school? Most of the time. Uh-huh. Where's your dad? He, he, he lives with me at home. Uh-huh. Where's your mom? She lives with me at home. Uh-huh. You guys get along okay? Lives with you. No. <laughs> What's the situation? What's the problem? She's psycho. Well, I'm psycho. She's doing drugs or something? No, she's just religious. Uh-huh. See what happens? Uh, all you religious zealots out there. It's uh, pub dying time for the kids. Uh, you stay home and uh, look up uh, uh, John uh, 316, and uh, your daughter will be in the John with red dye number 16. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Drew. Is that good radio or what? <laughs> All right, what color are you going to dye your pubes? Well, we have a bright pink and a metallic silver. We're going to mm-hmm. do half and half. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you have no problem, and, and you're going to have the lights turned on and everything. Yeah. And uh, she's everyone's going to be just naked from the waist? Totally naked? Do you, do you, no, have, to, do you have to take your top off to dye your pubes, Drew? <laughs> it's going to be the name of my next book. You're just Everyone's going to have their pants off. Yeah. And uh, what if the guy, and uh, you're going to be, like, helping each other a little bit? 
Well, I don't know. We're going to be in the same room. I don't think, no. It's just going to mm-hmm. yeah. So you have absolutely no qualms about your boyfriend looking at uh, Jan's uh, hoochie? It, no, he's seen other boochie before, okay? He knows what it looks like. Oh, okay. So he can just go around and look at whatever he wants to look at, and you have yeah. no problem with that. All right. I got to find me one of these. You have an older sister? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. How old is she? 18. That's good enough. Yeah, but she's one of those religious zealots. Oh, boy. All right. So you're off to uh, uh, introduce Satan into yeah. the family tree. Amen. All right. Well, you're well on your way. Okay. All right, Ariel, let's just, let's just understand that this is uh, the reason we're, what we're trying to explore with you and point out is that this is no way to conduct a relationship, that this is this relationship is going to go down in flames because there are no boundaries, there's no respect, there's no mutuality. Is it and safe, though? You can burn yourself with these dyes. All right. We'll be careful. Adam? Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you that I love you. Oh, really? And Jan loves you, too. Really? And we'd love to do this with you sometime, too. Now, let me talk to Jan for one moment, please. Okay. Put her on. All right. Okay. Thank you. Adam? Yes. Yeah, hi. Hey. Rainbow crotch. <laughs> hey, Jan. Yes. Let's be serious for just one second. Yes. Please. Can you please be honest with me? Yes. Eric's kind of cute, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. A little oh, bit. Jan, please. Jan, come on. Come on. You know. Well, I'm I'm quite in love with somebody right now, anyway. And oh, you are. Not yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh huh. Yeah. But uh, in spite of how she feels about Eric, Eric's not a bad guy. No, I don't. <laughs> not bad looking. There's nothing wrong with admitting that your your girlfriend's boyfriend is handsome. Yeah, he's he's okay. I guess I just I'm quite in love with somebody else, so it's you know. Mm-hmm. Once he uh, so the fact that she feels this way about Eric is just uh, incident. Does incidentally yeah. right. So the point is, is you like Eric, you wouldn't mind Eric, but the point is, is you're involved with someone else emotionally, right? Even right. though that guy dumped. And we're just having a break right now. Even though that guy so. dumped you, you're yeah. taking a little break right now. Right. Well, a little pube dying break. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure you guys will be back together soon. I hope so. I, I'm telling you, uh, you guys are a six pack of Mickey's Big Mouth away from a big tub orgy. You understand that? Yes. You guys drinking tonight? No. Okay. Any plans of uh, getting getting a few beers? No, we're just hanging okay. around. All right. Don't do it. And that's about it. Don't All right. It. All right. You uh, have my blessing. You don't have Drew's blessing. But you have my blessing. Well, thank you. All right. And uh, so, so there's no like hazards or anything. Yes, right? you can burn yourself. It's a very delicate area. There's, oh, really? You have to be very careful. Is don't there, do the is bleaching. Is there any kind of dyes or anything that we could use? Yeah, those very water soluble ones. I understand. Yeah. And uh, this was a this was a thing about three years ago. I know. Three or four years ago. We haven't heard about this in a while, and I'm a little dumbfounded to hear it come back again so so right. boldly. <laughs> and um, I go, uh, I recommend a, um, a a green for the holiday season. Now, what goes good on crabs? I'm trying to think. Uh, no, red and green. Red and green? Well, that's, that's the crabs, then the red. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And, and it moves around like a, a kaleidoscratch. Okay. We'll be back. All of my most sensitive areas were in yeah, film vault. Birthday suits, Brad. Nudity. Naked actors and actresses in scenes. Sans clothes. Yes, uh, that's what we talked about on the film vault this week. Nakedness. Top five nude scenes. Yeah, top five nude scenes. We're finally tackling the uh, scenes that include no clothes. It only took us ten years to get to this topic, <laughs> this fertile topic. Bang, we're finally doing it. Nude scenes. Some scenes funny, some scenes scary, some scenes unintentionally funny. A lot of penis. That's right. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check it out on the Film Vault. On Podcast One. That's O-N-E. Hey. Well, imagine that. I was just talking about me. 
So, um, it's a love line. I did this uh, thing with the uh, Kevin and Bean morning show last night. A uh, midnight signing thing went straight from the studio over uh, to a record store and signed these CDs till about, about 4 a.m. And um, for those of you in the rest of the country uh, are going through what you're going through with the weather, I know you don't feel sorry for us when the weather gets into the you know low, low 30s. We freak out. Over here, but we freak out. And the thing I realized, because the, the line for this thing went well around the block, people were in it for, for hours and were out, you know, it was 3.30 in the morning, which is about the coldest time of the day. And uh, I didn't see one decent jacket on any of them. And I realized you know, I don't have a decent jacket either. And uh, folks from Southern California, there were these poor people. They didn't know what they do. They were wearing, like, tube socks on their hands. Right. They're wearing like a UPS windbreaker or Santa Anita jacket. I mean, people don't have, there was nobody with a full-length coat or parka or anything. I went to college in New England. I realized nobody ever taught me how to dress. I was shocked when I'd go out in shirt sleeves and couldn't survive. Sleeves and couldn't survive. Yeah. Everyone looks better. That's why they all look better over there. Like when you see that movie, um, St. Elmo's Fire, you know? Everyone wearing those nice jackets and scarves and stuff. It, uh, the weather, you know, gets down to like 35 or 40 out here. That's and when people you put Southern California people in those clothes. Yeah, people that really live in those clothes. You know what? They know how to layer. They know how That's to right. layer. That's, That's right. what it is, Ian. Yeah, because people are in line like wearing. First off, there's just people wearing T-shirts, just stunned. Like, and we'd say to them, <laughs> hey, it's 3 in the morning. It is as cold as it's been here in 10 years. You're wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, I know. Uh, you didn't want to put a jacket on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. People wearing, like, Birkenstock sandals, but they put socks on. Well, it's just no clue. <laughs> People in L.A., when it gets really cold, they just have no idea what to do. Except for black people. They know how to dress when the weather gets cold. They have big parkas and full-length dusters and, uh, like, cashmere uh, rain. You know, what are, those, uh, what are those called? Those cashmere evening coats and stuff like that. Oh, wow. They know how to, they know how to do it. Uh, white guys, uh, especially from the valley, they freak out. They just start layering sweatshirts. They got the hoods, like, pulled up over and, like, a T-shirt over the sweatshirt. And, like I said, a lot of guys wearing jackets like Santa Anita windbreakers and stuff. Just uh, People just don't have jackets. And then I realized, oh, look, if, if the guy from Fiend didn't give me a jacket, I wouldn't have one either. All right. So it was kind of fun. Kind of funny. Uh, where the hell were we drove? I'm doing Charles Grodin tomorrow. How was that? Why? I don't know. You're not doing it alone. No. They they told you. They didn't tell you you're going to do it with 15 other people you never heard of. Uh, I heard Jenica's going to be on it. I don't understand that match. Jenica Berger? Yeah. From uh, Men Behaving Badly? What are you talking about? I don't know. We'll find out. Probably going to bash men or something. All right. Well, that'll be a disaster. Sarah, you're 26. Yes. And hold on a second. And thank you for your support. Oops, I just hung up because you kicked the thing while I was pressing hold. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Drew, you punched the thing while uh, I was punching the thing out. Yeah, what was your thing? What were you going to say? Uh, don't take oh, any crap from that Charles Grodin when he tries to pretend like he's never heard of the show or he gets into that. <laughs> don't take any of that ass from him. All right. Tell him to read the and bio. That's what I told him. Come on the show and give me crap. All right. I'm sure he'll treat you with uh, put the kid gloves on. Ann, you're 30. Sarah, hey, we're sorry. I was putting you on hold, and the hold button is right next to the drop button. And as my finger, so the hold button is a quarter inch to the right of the drop button. And as my finger was coming down onto the drop, onto the hold button, 
Drew hit his Marks-A-Lot board, which hit my little console thing, which slid it a half inch to the right, which made my finger come right down on the drop button, and we hung up on Sarah. Yep. All right. <laughs> I don't know what she's got to do, but we apologize. Anyway, Ann. Hi. Hey. Hey, what was Sarah's problem, by the way? Something about, I, I think it was the, I, <laughs> I didn't read the thing. I think it was a, why would a guy, it's similar to Ann's question. Oh, okay. Why, well, you'll be the surrogate Sarah, Ann. Okay. That's my question, anyway. <laughs> oh. He was videotaping himself masturbating? Right. Oh, for Christ's sake. The, uh, the one call that I hang up on in my two years here on Loveline, the guy was videotaping while he was masturbating. Well, that's worse than my problem. <laughs> and yeah. Well, and, and that's, my, that's my point. All right, Sarah. So what's going on? I mean, I am. Okay. Sorry, Sarah. Okay. Anyways, um, I work nights, and when I came home one night, um, I discovered something in the dirty clothes hamper and when I asked my husband what it was he kind of uh, didn't know completely mm -hmm. it was a wet handkerchief uh -huh. uh, it tells me it's oil or something like that he must have cleaned something up uh -huh. which I knew that's what it like, was because I can smell that's a whale oil yeah yeah that ain't no 30 weight exactly and I I persisted in to find out later that he had um, was watching something on television and uh -huh. Did his little thing, and it's kind of disturbing to me. It's like uh, uh, McGruff, the hamper, uh, <laughs> the uh, the semen sniffing hamper dog. Well, I suppose, but I do know that smell. Here's so. how I get stuff out of my hamper. Uh, I take a harpoon. It's really just a sharpened mop handle, and I stab it into the middle of the hamper, and I pull the whole thing up like I'm pulling a popsicle out of its receptacle. And then I take it, and I... Heave it over my shoulder into the direction of the laundry room, and it breaks apart. Sometimes in the air, oftentimes when it hits the basement wall. Does it shatter? Yeah, there's a competition in uh, Scotland where guys uh, see how far they can throw my hamper. A bunch of big fat guys in kilts, uh, drunk on Guinness, uh, grab my uh, the handle that's been stuffed into my hamper and see how far they can heave it. I think 33 feet is uh, the current record. All right. All right. So he'd been uh, masturbating. Yeah, and it was kind of. Um, now, I, wait. I figured this happens before marriage. I guess I'm just kind of surprised that it would happen after. Oh boy. Um, Thirty-year-old Ann. Well, it does, it's, it's normal for married men to do this, and it you is. had actually opened your statement with the fact that you're away at nights too, right? Making it all that more uh, sort of important that he do that and not uh, do other things while you're away at nights. Oh, true. Good angle. <laughs> I guess the question I'm having more importantly is not so much that he did that. I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm stupid for feeling this way, but I felt mm -hmm. like it was kind of uh, touching oneself is okay with me. But I guess the full orgasm is kind of disturbing. I mean, mm -hmm. on, for something. Yeah, so it's okay to like scratch yourself, <laughs> or like if you're going to the bathroom, be all right to touch your penis. Sure. But or you... doing it when someone when I'm there. It's fine, but I don't mm. like the thought of. Boy, poor Ann would not score high in your personal race. No, she'd no, no. That'd huh? be big, you'd be big trouble. We'd have uh, we'd have difficulty. <laughs> I'd uh, we'd have to have a long talk before we moved in. Okay. Uh, all right, but so Ann, how long have you been married? Uh, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Marriage going okay? Yeah, I guess. And, yeah, fine. Um, what are we doing? Uh, rifling through the hamper? Well, I. No, I just put my stuff in there, and I'm really picky about putting wet things in the hamper. I hate mildew. Mm -hmm. So I saw this wet thing there. How about mandu? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should, should, he, should she have the hamper checked for uh, What I want to know is 
this, EPT? Is this <laughs> yeah. not just... Is this just normal behavior, or is, yes. is there things nope. that cause this stress or something? Normal. It's perfectly normal. All right. And we got to go to break. But hang on, because we got we to gotta delve into your psyche just a little bit. Okay. All right? Okay. Stay there. Uh, is your husband around? No, he's in bed. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Going to find the um, comforter spot welded to the box spring when she comes back. All right, and when we come back, we're going to explain to you a few things and find out uh, what the background is, because uh, there's something about a 30-year-old woman who feels uh, that her uh, sort of um, soiling himself with his masturbatory habits. It's a little strange at age 30, but I don't know. All right, we'll be back. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love Line will be right back. Hey, kitties, Ace Man here. I sat down with the great Brian Cranston for a special one-on-one interview in honor of the launch of his new movie, Trumbo. Go to Podcast One now and subscribe to the newsletter for a special bonus video of myself and Cranston. And don't miss the podcast. Available at Podcast One. Sign up before November 30th for the Encore video release. That's PodcastOne.com. PodcastONE.com. It's Love Line 106.7. rock Love line, all you crazy cats. You're listening to Big Boss Man, Adam Carolla, and the Dub Doctor. Doctor Drew. It's back to the horn we blow. And. Yeah. All right. So, um, you're dirty. Yeah. Eating a sunflower seed. You, um, found, uh, something moist in the hamper. <laughs> uh, sent it down to the, uh, lab. Uh, Quincy uh, phoned in immediately and told you it was uh, <laughs> man gravy on the hanky. And uh, then you confronted your husband. Uh, and he, just puked. He told you, <laughs> he told you uh, that uh, he admitted to it uh, immediately. No, no. No? He lied to me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What was his... What was his oh, he said it was oil. That, yeah. All right. But you've, you've discerned uh, that it was not oil. Obviously. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a... Uh, what what he say? Did he? Did no, he... it was the smell. Remember the tip draw? <laughs> oh, really? Well, besides being wet and smell, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And then uh, she went out the house an hour later, and someone was like, "Hey, uh, uh, man, look at you got some like sperm on your nose or something." I just I don't like the lying part for one. Yeah, but you understand, and you have to lie to you. No. Yes. You don't. Yes. Yes, because you're you're rifling through the hamper. You're coming up with some evidence, and you're approaching him, saying, what was going on here? You understand? Well, if it's not wrong or if it's not abnormal, then why lie? Because, because you, you make it, it abnormal. Yeah. You make it wrong. He knows how you'd react, and he's sort of protecting both of you from that yeah. encounter. He's thinking, you know, geez, I'd like to keep up with this. Uh, I want to save the marriage. I don't want to get in a big uh, blowout here. Let's he just... assumes how I'll act. Yeah, well, no, he doesn't assume. He knows. He's lived with you for, you know, he's been married to you for three and a half years. He knows how you are. Uh, you see what I'm saying? L- listen, there's a little bit of, uh, there, there's a little bit of blackmail that people do to other people when they react certain ways to certain things, which is 
people stop talking. To, people just uh, realize that, listen, uh, she's going to go uh, nuts if she hears this, so I'm not going to say anything. I, I, I don't want to deal with it. Well, what makes a person want to do that alone, and why not with their spouse? All right, see, this is what we're talking about. This, there this is, is the why reason. he didn't tell you. That's why he lied, because he knew that was going to be the next one. Well, why wouldn't you want to share that with somebody? That's why he lied. Adam, fill her in. Okay. Okay, fill me in. All right, first off, Ann, what kind of background do you come from? Oh. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Religious? Yeah. Yeah. yeah surprise. But not extreme. Uh-huh. And, um... <laughs> I knew you'd catch that, Adam. You don't have, uh... Do you have brothers? I had two brothers, yeah. Mm. No sisters. Mm-hmm. They but, didn't talk about that, though, with me. Yeah. I eavesdropped. And your your folks sort of told you... Oh, my my the, father, it wasn't allowed to be discussed. You're right. What was it? See. These topics. These sorts of topics weren't allowed to be discussed? Yeah. Okay. With my mother, I could discuss it, but we didn't talk about that. Right. But it, not, You know, when we... I mean, sex, I'm... I'm a sexual person. Mm -hmm. I just never have met a guy married. I guess I've never heard of a guy married. I figured before marriage. I mean, mm -hmm. we've talked about it before. No. Here's the thing, Ann. People withhold a lot of stuff from you because they know you're going to spin out a little bit. Let me, let me sort of... There's a whole world of masturbation out uh, uh, just uh, th past your front door that's going on. That you're, or actually, on the other side of your front door as well. And in your den that here, you're not aware of. Here's the spin. That's hers. She married it. She married it. That's hers now. Right. It's, it's your he, penis. He, he can't. He can't uh, continue using it like it was his own. Mm. It's hers now. And all right. So uh, you love your husband. Yeah. You, at least you did love your husband for before <laughs> before the tragedy of masturbation struck. That no, out. there's other tragedies, but that's one uh -huh. that I cannot understand. Uh -huh. Do you have kids? Yeah, we have a toddler. Okay. Here's here's what here's what goes on. Your okay. husband knows that you're uptight about this stuff. And you're working at night. And you've got a kid. Exactly. And, and he you, doesn't want to pound on you about all this. And your husband is doing what all guys do, which is uh, they take care of themselves that way. He, he did it long before he met you. He, he's going to do it during your relationship. And if, uh, God forbid, something happens to your relationship, he'll be doing it well after. Okay. That as well. This is a fact of life. All guys do it. All guys do it. Absolutely. Yes. Do not... Uh, even if even if it was only your husband that did it, it would still be all right. No, I believe that all guys did it at least once or twice. I, I just figured in their lifetime. Once or twice I, in their lifetime. I just figured. Wait, 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 Ann, Ann, Adam. That's a uh, substitute the word lifetime for daytime. But I figured in high school. <laughs> and uh, there you have it. For me, at least. I don't think she believes you, Adam. No, I just figured in high school, and then when you get a partner, why would you bother with yourself? Uh, because it, it's it's like saying, um, you know, if someone gives you a bath uh, once a week, why bother showering uh, the other six days? You know, it is something that you've been doing your whole life. It, it becomes ingrained. It's selfish. Selfish? Yeah. All right. See, Ann, you've got some this, issues, this is, this sweetheart. Is this yeah, you've got her. some serious issues, baby. It's her deal. you got to look into those issues. You understand? Issues of whether I should feel this way or... Yes, yes. Because each time we try to explain to you that it's normal, you say it's selfish. I'm asking you. It's not It's not because of a control thing. It's well, 
No, it's not. Listen, it's selfish like um, it's as selfish as having a croissant with your breakfast. You know, it's just something I enjoy. It tastes good or it feels good. And it's something I enjoy. It's not hurting anybody else. Okay. And that's fine. Now, if you went out and uh, baked a dozen croissants and he then walked to the, the, the uh, market and came back with one, maybe that's selfish. But if you're going to be gone all night and the uh, oven's idle, okay. well, then it's time to uh, break out the uh, pastry dough. Thanks. All right. So, Ann? Yeah. Please. Not not this Ann. This Ann. It's uh, it's the 90s now. Come on now. Okay. And, and uh, if you don't want your husband to lie, don't uh, think, uh, don't create an environment where he thinks you're going to spit out if he tells you the truth. No, I wasn't mad at him. Just, uh, just out of curiosity. Uh, no. Does he drink a little bit? No. Okay. Okay. Because this that that's because he need of, to to cope. That, that's the kind of codependency that results in a raging alcohol. <laughs> I know, but the, the beauty of uh, someone like Anne is, and this is what all people do. A lot of moms do this. No, no, no. I just asked him. I didn't confront him. I, I didn't I, have I, an I accusatory tone. Yeah. I'm not judging him. I just asked him, and he lied straight in my face. And then go on to say, "Isn't it a selfish thing? Don't guys not do this? It's not right." I, I can't understand how this could happen. Right? Of course, he lies. He, he knows what's coming, and he lies about a whole bunch of other stuff. So you got to open up that relationship. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. The controlling stuff is bad. It's bad in a relationship. Sarah. Yes. You're 26. Uh huh. And um, I broke up with my boyfriend maybe about five seconds. Oh, you're the one we hung up on. Yes, you are. Geez, right, how'd yes, you get I back know. on so fast? It wasn't hard. I just called. Them. Really? Because we, I talk to people all the time. They go, I called for a month. I couldn't get in. Oh, no. I don't know. I just try again. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I like when some people, people sound like befuddled and uh, put off. And so I, 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 uh, I, I dialed the phone. I, uh, uh, anyway, uh, okay. Okay, Sarah. Go ahead. <laughs> um. I broke up with my boyfriend who was 24 at the time, uh, about five, six months ago. But the last uh, two, three months, uh, I had found, came across some tapes, because um, he never labels his videos at all, and I was looking for um, a particular movie that we had taped. And I found one of him masturbating. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole issue about the masturbating doesn't bother me so much, but to videotape it, <laughs> that seems a little self-indulgent. <laughs> what are you supposed to do to that? Then masturbate to you masturbating? Yeah, what, 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 what would make a guy do that? Sort of an aggressive, grandiose No, it's impulse. just sort of bored, young, and stupid. Yeah. But it wasn't... What was that? No, that was nothing. He, um, he would do... He, you know, he would use vibrators and mm. whatnot. Where was he using them? Up his anus. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And he took pictures of that? Excuse me? And he was taking pictures of that? Yeah, this is all on video. Oh, boy. I actually had found um, a couple tapes, you know, doing different, various things. You know? Really? Yeah. The, um, I don't label my tapes either, but the ones uh, with the um, vibrators in my ass, yes. clear, clearly marked. I, I don't want those hidden back to the video store. <laughs> uh, let's see, was it Bad News Bears breaking training? Oh, Jesus, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the end of each tape, he would be sucking his own penis. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. oh, and, well, now that is cause for videotaping. And um, and then just come all over his face. Oh, please, he doesn't do that. No, I'm serious. No guy can do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, with the thing in his butt. 
No, well, no, no. It would be after that, after he was... All right, so, all right, what are we, where are we going? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Sarah. Drew, quiet down. Last call of the night. When he uh, performed auto fellatio, um, did he, uh, would he have to, like, kick his legs up over his head kind of thing and roll around, or could he just lean down and do it? He would lay on his back and flip his legs over his head. Mm-hmm. And his feet would probably be on the wall or. or mm -hmm. Was he um, uh, well endowed? Um, yeah, I guess he was average. I guess. Uh, that ain't average, sister. <laughs> Unless he's uh, well, into he yoga. Very, he was very, very limber. He has no spine. Okay. Yeah. And I. I yeah. I just, I just don't know what would motivate someone to do that. I mean, when I first was watching it, I was. <laughs> I don't oh. know. It was very strange for me. Yeah. And. Um, I can't you believe know, she could watch all the way through like that. Yeah, she watched all the way through the money shot. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sarah was so disgusted that she had to watch it for an hour and 40 minutes. No, no, no. Did you fast forward to the money shot? No, actually, I had seen a couple minutes of it, and then I turned it off, it cooled down, and then watched the rest of it to see, mm -hmm. you know, because at first I thought maybe someone else was taping it. Right. But, um, and you're waiting to see... If some, um, yeah. Yeah, if if um, if like Bob Saget came walking out in a bad tuxedo, and it was all part of uh, some TV show that had aired earlier, like on uh, Fox, like uh, the world's funniest money shots, or yeah, okay. So he there was another one when he um, was wearing uh, women's underwear. Oh, fantastic! All right. all right, Sarah, so you guys are broken up, right? Thank God. Okay. Yes. So yeah. th this guy had a uh, whole other side to him. And our last caller, by the way, is freaking out hearing this because yeah. she's, she's going to scan every tape she has now. <laughs> I don't care if it's clearly marked uh, Dumbo. Oh, and it, she's she's fast-forwarding it through to its entirety. Um, Sarah, the guy uh, had a whole uh, dark, um, tragic, yet talented side that uh, you weren't aware of. Now you know. Uh, bizarre. Uh, I mean, listen, guys, a lot of people are into a bunch of weird stuff, and uh, what the hell? I don't hold it against them. Uh, but the point is, is you're done with this relationship, right? Yeah, but I've always been curious to what, uh, you know, maybe what, what was going on in his head. But... And well, some fetishistic mm. preoccupation that he was... Tell you what was going on in his head. Pink eye. Yeah, I mean, some, something, some things wrong. Some, some stuck something about his upbringing yeah hey do you consider um performing a fellatio on yourself um does that make you gay no if you blow yourself that doesn't make you gay no really there is a I mean, it's hard to argue with the penis in the mouth i'll look this into that it's a wonderful discussion <laughs> all right well, we'll be back with more um uh, lesbian hypotheticals after this so, you want to hear what Heather Dubrow and some of the Real Housewives of the OC say when they're not on camera? We are going to find out once and for all, does Brooks have cancer? And I think you all want to know if the reports are true that all the girls on the show are banding together and refusing to film with Vicky to push her off the show. Heather Dubrow's World, where you can hear all the things you'll never see on TV. I think the audience has a bullshit meter, and when it starts going up, they don't want to watch. Right. Download Heather Dubrow's World now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. All right, listen, we're uh, plumb out of time. we got to do something real fast. Just a couple of these things. Right? John. John. Yeah. You're 19. You've been on hold for 126 minutes. Uh, yeah. Oh, God bless you. All right, Sherry. Listen, I'm putting, we're, we're giving you John, and we're giving you a few of these calls. I'm sorry, John, we're out of show. We're going to talk to you tomorrow night. All right? 
God love you. Same with Sasha. God love you. Sasha, yep. you've been on hold for 105 minutes. Blame Drew. I don't pick the calls. That's okay. We're going to put Sasha, Sherry, Lisa, you got to talk to Sasha, too. She's been on hold for 105 minutes. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow? Yep. Okay. okay. And uh, uh, Tracy's been on hold for uh, 64 minutes. Tracy? Tracy? Tracy's asleep. Hello? Yeah, you're sleeping, sweetie. It's all a bad dream. Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, no, it's all right. The big hairy man will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, sweet pea. Hey, just hang on. Okay. We're plumb out of show. Um, Sherry, Lisa, you uh, busy collecting these poor people been on hold? And, you know, the guy's been on hold for a half hour. We don't even look at his dedicated fan. <laughs> oh, God, it's pathetic. All right. Uh, God bless all of you. And until next time, Sam Crawford, Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1990. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.